0: Man, I am so glad that you have joined us today. And I, whether you're joining us in person or online, it is so good to have you. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor here at Life Church. And, uh, man, it's great to have a weekend where we're able to join in person and online. And so however you're joining us today, welcome. We are glad to have you. And, uh, and please know that in this season, as we're kind of online and as we have been for many, many years, but, but uh, if that's your, that's your place of choice or it's in person, No judgment here. And we we want you to feel comfortable. We want you to do what you think is best for you. And we're just glad that we're one church, literally multiple locations. And so it's so good to be here today. We're starting a brand new series called Reset. Reset. And I hope that you will join me next weekend and the following three weekends as I'm going to kind of unpack this. A bit of a journey. We're going to look at passages of Scripture. As a matter of fact, today, if you have your Bible, if you would turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, we're going to look at the first 14 verses as Paul is writing to, to Timothy as he's leading then the largest church basically in the, in the first century. And what's going on in his world is somewhat uh, there are some similarities. Let's just say, of uncertainty and so forth and everything else. That's really what's happened in the last, uh, the last ninety days, I man. Since we have been in person, uh, we've been in this season of of COVID nineteen, and then immediately we've come out of this with. There's a lot of social unrest in our world. There's there's a, there's a lot of questions that are going on, and so I, so I want to take some time today to not just this weekend, but over the next four weekends to kind of unpack some things, some things I think that God is doing and God is saying and about what we've come through, what we're going into, and kind of what I think God wants to do in our life. I agree with Solomon that there's nothing new under the sun and that and that God is working. God is at work and, and God is in control. and And so, you know, the last 90 days, man, we have been in this season of, of radical just shifts. And that's why I'm coming up with this word for the series Reset. Reset means to set again, to do something differently. It's a new start. And, and I think that what's happened is, is that it, when, when we kind of got the stay in shelter orders and and, and, we, and school was released and, and we were, the uncertainty of when are we gonna go back and what's going to happen. I've got a, I've got a senior in high school that we're still waiting to find out exactly when graduation's going to be. Uh, it's just uncertainty and all of this that's going on. You, you, you have this time all of a sudden that you're just kind of at home and you're just kind of thinking and you're processing and all of this is happening we've had a lot of time in the last 90 days to think a lot of time to process a lot of time to reflect about what's happening in the world I mean just think about this over the last 90 to 120 days I mean our entire world has stopped because of what's going on and everybody has commentary every news outlet every social media platform has commentary about what's happening uh, businesses. You know, there are companies and stores and department stores that are shuddering from this. We're at an all-time high in unemployment and, and uh, drive-through lines are crazy long. Uh, thank God for Chick-fil-A that I was through the other day when it was just so fast. I don't even know how, how they do it that quickly, but, but it's just, I mean, it's just all of everything is just kind of upended. And what's happening in our world? and 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 then we go into i mean there 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 are, are protests that are happening, and you see it on the news, and there are people asking questions that that uh, you know they're just we just live in a very tense time, our world and then th- that's kind of our own world we're kind of thinking what's happening in my world like Maybe you're in a season where financially you've been really hit or rocked by this. Maybe life is great for you financially. Maybe there's problems at home and, and kind of being quarantined together has really made you go, oh my goodness. Or, or maybe it's a deal of this is so refreshing for you. Maybe there's new margins that have been set and there's, there's some peace that's there. And you've been able to, to go and see and do just locally in a way that you haven't. You've slowed your pace down. It's a time to reflect. And in this time, um, and over these next couple of weeks, I want us to think about that, to, to, to reset, to go, what do we need to stop doing in our world? What do I need to start doing What are the things I need to keep doing? If your mind kind of meanders today in this sermon or in any one of these sermons in this series, those would be three things, three columns on a page that I would just write down. What do I need to stop doing? Sometimes it's just the things I need to stop doing. What do I need to start doing and what do I need to keep doing? You know, maybe for stop doing is maybe what you've realized in this season as you begin to reset. You know what? You've had more family time. And man, you didn't realize the impact of that and being together and how awesome that is. Maybe you've had more time just to read God's word and be in devotion and prayer and to reflect. Maybe there's been some emotions that are uncomfortable and some things that have come out because you've had time to reflect and you've had time to think in a way that you haven't because the busyness of life has changed. What are things you need to start doing? Maybe you've eaten a little too much and you need to get back on that, on that, that workout regimen as the gyms and health clubs are opening up and things are beginning to happen. Um, what are things you need to keep doing? You know, one of the things in this season for me has been, as I reset, is you. I mean, I, I have preached more sermons to an empty room looking at a camera with a red light when a guy, a voice in, that, in the back of the room in the black abyss goes, okay, we're ready to go, pastor. Three, two, one, boom. Um, man, I have just missed you. It's the words of David. How good and pleasant it is to dwell in the house of the Lord. Better is one day in your courts, Lord, than a thousand elsewhere. What do we need to stop doing? What do we need to start doing? What do we need to keep doing? And so, in this season, we all have an opportunity to, to reset, to set again, to do some things differently. And so this weekend, I want to begin this series of reset with the word review. So if you're taking notes, just write that down, review. And review is simply this, what have we been doing? What have we been doing? Take a few minutes just to self-reflect and to self-inventory and to go, man, what have I been doing? Uh, so there's a transformational power behind review, to, to examine, to, to inspect, to kind of cr- critically evaluate. One author said it this way when it talks about reviewing in your own personal life. It's time to gain a new perspective. It's time to stroll along the backroads of our mind, to think about what and where and why. Such visits to the museum of our memory never fail to assist us in evaluating the way we were and establishing the way we want to be and Paul does this in 2nd Timothy chapter 2 He's giving words to his young protege, Timothy, and Timothy is overwhelmed. He's anxious about his role and responsibility in a world that is very volatile, a world that there is very little uncertainty, and and he's pastoring this church in Ephesus, which was a a major prominent city in his time and his age, and and Nero is the emperor of Rome at this time, and the Christians are being persecuted, and... and, uh, Because of their faith, they're dying. There's martyrdom that's going on. Timothy is in fear for his life. We know that he has a certain amount of anxiety. At one point in time, Paul will tell Timothy to take a little wine for his stomach's sake, to kind of ease that medicinally, to kind of make sure that he's okay, that he's catching his breath, to not forget. And he gives words to Timothy, his final words in this letter. And there's insight and the how-to, or the power, and the practice of review that I want to kind of walk through today is I'm asking you in this first message on this series on reset to just to review Second Timothy chapter two verses one through fourteen. Verse one says, "This you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus." And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to reach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. For no one suffering as a soldier gets entangled in the civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Verse 5. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should first uh, to receive the share of his crops. Verse 7, reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. Verse 8, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Verse 10, therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect of others that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here's a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, speaking of Christ, we will also live with him, speaking of Christ. Verse 12, if we endure, we will also reign with him. And if we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful. That's so good, isn't it? For he cannot disown himself. Keep reminding God's people of these things. The process and the practice and the power of review as we talk about resetting, to start again, to think differently. As we frame up, what should I stop doing? What should I start doing? What should I keep doing? As I reflect over what's happening in our world, what's happening in my world, what are the lessons? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I go back to verse seven. First, reflect. Reflect. Verses one through six, Paul is saying to reflect on the teachings and the experiences. He's saying to Timothy, look, don't forget the teachings that I've taught you. Don't forget the word that's been invested in you. Don't forget the sermons that have been given to you. Don't forget the leadership lessons. Don't forget the experiences. Because what Paul would do is he would he would mentor. He would bring Timothy alongside of him, and he would start the church, and, and he, would, he would set up the leaders, and he would set up the structure, and he would work and set up everything that needed to be done. And, and Timothy was his number two. And then Paul would say, now, Timothy, it's time for you to lead. And Timothy, we see through this passage and through other passages, Timothy is, is a bit timid and he, he's a bit fearful and, and, and kind of unsure of himself. Probably no different than all the rest of us trying to navigate the world in which we're living in right now. What's it going to look like tomorrow? What are we going to see on the news next week? What's going to happen with the economy? What, what's going to happen with unrest? What's going to happen in America? What, what's going to happen in our world? What, when are we going to get a vaccine? Uh, all of these things that are happening. He says to Timothy, reflect on these teachings, reflect on these experiences, remember the journey, reflect on who Jesus is. And as you reflect, then you begin to teach and you begin to lead others just as I have taught and led you. I just wanna encourage you in this season to stop and to reflect. Even if you just take the time in this sermon to reflect, maybe you take time this afternoon, uh, maybe you take time this week before we get gather together next weekend, whether it's online or in person, just to reflect, man, the teachings, the experiences, what God's saying, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? God still speaks, are we listening? God has answers. I found myself in this season praying this. Oh God, give me wisdom that I cannot read in a book and I cannot get from some other man. Give me insight that only comes from you. Let me be like the men of Issachar in the Old Testament who understood and knew the times. And Holy Spirit, fill my mouth with the words when I don't know what to say. Know my heart, God. God. Let me be humble before you. The prayer of, of, the, of the old prophet, let me, let me walk justly before you. Let me love mercy and let me do right and be humble before you, O oh God. Reflection. The second part that we see here with the, this process and practice and the power of review is to remember. Verse 8 says, to remember. What does he tell us to Remember. He tells us to remember Jesus. Now I know this sounds really simple and it sounds very oversimplified, but guys, I'm just saying to you, Life church, it's not this complicated. We make it complicated, but it really comes down to the centrality of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus. Remember the person of Jesus. And if you forget what he looks like, guess what? You've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that will chronicle his life from four different perspectives. Who was he? Remember the person. Remember the words of Christ. Jesus and John's gospel, John chapter 1 says that he is the word and the word is him. He's the word made flesh. What are his words? Maybe you get an old Bible that's got all the words of Jesus in red and begin to read the teachings of Jesus. You know what would help our world in, in any sector, in, 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 any, in any way right now? is just to remember that Jesus said that you and I are to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul and all of our strength, vertical relationship with God, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. How much different would our world be if people loved God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, which means they humbled themselves. They denounced their own superiority and they submitted themselves to the Lordship of who God is through Jesus Christ. And then they just simply loved their neighbor As themselves, focus on others. We tend to forget Jesus and the good, and only remember him in the bad. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse twenty says, "They seldom reflect, speaking of the the children of God, on the days um, they seldom reflect on the days of their life, because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. When things are good, we forget." We just were going. But guess what? When our world comes to a screeching halt, as it did in, in March, and all of a sudden, man, we're at home, and we're staying shelter, and there's uncertainty and all this. All of a sudden, we begin to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't go to church. I, I, I can't go to work. I got to work from home. I can't go to school. I can't send these kids to school. Hey, Amen. Can I get a witness? I can't go to my favorite restaurant. I tried to order food for my favorite restaurant, but by the time I get to my house, it's cold and it doesn't taste the same. Can I get a witness? I mean, all of these things that are happening all of a sudden make us stop and remember. And today, I don't want you to remember of that restaurant that you can't get to or remember of, 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 of school or work, but remember who Jesus is in the middle of all this. Remember that nothing ever catches God off guard, that God is never off put by anything, that he orders your steps and my steps. So why is he doing this in this season? Why is he allowing this to happen this season? What's going on? Jesus, what are you saying? And for us in this moment to remember Jesus Christ, to remember what he's done, to remember his word spoken to us, to, 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 to remember these things. The next word is remind. Go down to verse 14. Remind. He says that you should remind yourself and others. Timothy, as a leader, you should connect the dots. Let me stop here for just a minute. As every leader, probably your primary role, you may not say it like this because it doesn't sound really fancy, but it's your job to connect the dots for the people whom you are leading. It's your job as a parent to connect the dots for your kids. It's your job as a a leader at work to connect the dots for the people that are working with you and around you and under you. It's your job in any area of life, if you're leading, whether you have a title or it's just simply influence, to connect the dots. Remind. Today, what do you need to remind yourself of? What, what, What do you need to remind others in your life of? This is what I as a pastor try to do regularly. I I try to remind you of, of, of the value of gathering together regularly. And how important it is as a Christ follower. I try to remind about the value of teaching and training our kids in the fear of the admonition of the Lord according to Deuteronomy chapter 6. We try to remind students that they, they need the value teachings of Jesus. And, and here's the deal is is all of our kids may not become professional athletes in the sports in which they're playing in youth leagues, but they're all gonna live life. And so to get them involved in youth group on on, on a on a weekly basis and to help to remind them, as adults, we need to be reminded. It's my job is the pastor, to equip you to do the work of the ministry, to encourage you. And the Bible says to stir up the gifts of God in you. And, and so again, it's to remind us, to remind us. And this season, one of the things I've been reminded of is the value of us just being able to come together. You know, I was talking and I was, I was in a conversation And it was a a Zoom board call and and we were kind of walking through just it was just some business and and we were talking about when we're gonna be able to join back together and one of our board members, Jerry Manns, said something that I have used and man and I love. And he said, You know, Pastor, he said, "I, I look forward to the day that we can come back together. Because my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave me the ability to touch and to be touched. And to be able to shake someone's hand or hug someone's neck or, or, you know, that feeling that you get when someone just, as you're praying, comes and lays their hand on your shoulder. It's Just that we're two or more together together, two or more agree on anything. Jesus is there and he does that. He said, and I know what they're saying and I get it and I'm being smart about this. But I'm telling you, I'm just not willing to give up that sense of touch. I want God to touch me. I want to be touched with with the people in the congregation. I just want to be able to come together. What what are you reminded of in this season? See, sometimes we don't really think about things until we lose them. And so it's just to stop and to say, hey, I just need to take a few minutes and I need to to reflect. I, I need to take a few minutes to remember who Jesus really is. I need to take a few minutes just to remind myself and the people around me to connect the dots. And sometimes it just means I'm stepping away from to get this. All a part of review. As I'm reviewing, I'm reminding myself, I'm remembering, and I'm reflecting. And I encourage you, these last three, four months, reflect upon these things. I want to close with this. Go back to verse six, Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 6. Paul says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Again, what would happen is, is that Paul would have conferred leadership and authority in a physical, visual way of a supernatural reality as he laid his hands upon Timothy and pronounced him to be the anointed, the ordained one of God, pronounced him to be the pastor of that church in Ephesus and bestowing leadership upon him. There There was a physical reality of a supernatural reality that was taking place. And Paul says, I want to remind you. I want to go back to that I've called you for this that 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 you've been anointed for this that you've been gifted for this and I want I want I want I want to remind you to stir up the gift of God. So therefore I remind you that means that word that phrase remind means to review to rewind to replay it's speaking of memories. It's like a video recording on your, on your smartphone where you go back and you play it over and over and over again. It's, 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 it's listening to something that you, that maybe there's a voice recording that you keep that you just go back to and you, you, you listen to it because you remember what's being said. There, there are memories that we should, and a past that we should replay, that we should review over and over and over, not to forget you could translate 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 like this. Quote, I am putting you in memory of all of these things so that by the reviewing and the replaying of these memories, you might stir up the gift of God that is in you. Don't forget what God's already done for you. Don't forget the memories. Don't, 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 don't let those things settle. Stir those things up. Encourage those things because they're going to help you Face whatever present dilemma that you're facing. They're going to give you faith to follow what God's calling you to do. Just as God has always been faithful in the past, He's always going to be faithful right now. Don't forget how God healed you. Don't forget how God delivered you. Don't forget how God saved you. Don't forget how God guided you. Don't forget how God directed you. Don't forget how God brought you through trials. You've been provided through during difficult times. Don't forget how you've been protected from harm. Don't forget, stir up these memories. Remember these things. So what are the things in the last 60, 90, 120 days that you need to be reminded of? What are the things that you've been reminded of? I told you for me, it's been to be able to, man, I can't wait till I get back and I'm able to be live and in person and to be able to see people and and how just to be able to stand in a room and hear other people sing, not just my voice, but others' voices and, and to worship. I'm so grateful for that. I, I, I'm so grateful for technology that even when that was away, I was still able to be connected, and, and at least in a virtual sense. I, I'm, I'm so grateful for for the church. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful to be the pastor of Life Church. I'm, I'm so thankful. Do I have all the answers? No. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely, all the time, every day. If you don't believe me, ask my wife. All the time. But I'm thankful, and I'm grateful, and I'm reminded. And in these times, I have thought back to the moments where God showed up and, and where, where, where God provided and, and, and where there was uncertainty and, and maybe the enemy would try to bring in fear. No, 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 God's always provided. God's always delivered. God's always been there. He's never left me, never forsaken me. So today, as we reset, as we set again, as we do differently in, in some of the craziness of the world in which we live in, that we have the feelings and emotions that we don't even know how to express, we don't even know what to do with, he does. And I just want you to take some time today, this week, to just review. In this season, what are some things I've been doing that I need to stop doing? Maybe this season's reminded me of there were things previous the season I just need to stop. What are things that I need to start doing that this season has brought to the service? What are things I need to keep doing? And just review that. Go back to this passage that Paul told Timothy and to remember, and to reflect, and to not forget what God's done, and that God's going to be faithful. I wanna pray for you today. I wanna pray for our world today. Can I tell you one of the most powerful things you and I can do in this season that we're all living in, where we've got more questions than we have answers, is to pray. Let's do that together. Father, I just thank you that in my limited behavior, in my limited mind, in my limited body, you are limitless. That you chose of everything on this planet, you spoke into existence except for humanity. And for us, you breathed your life into us we are wonderfully and fearfully made in your image and in your likeness. Everything else is a creation of your hands, but we're the creation of your image, the Bible says. And God, I, I just pray that you would help us in this season. Help us to simply do what you told us to do, Jesus, is to love you first and foremost with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Because when we love you with everything, when we seek first the kingdom of God, then all these other things come into us. When we put you first, everything else begins, our heart begins to change, our mind begins to change, we're, we're renewed in our heart, we're, 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 we're renewed in our mind, and, and and we begin to love the way you love Jesus and see the way you see Jesus, and we begin to serve the way you serve, and we see people. We see our world in a completely different way. And the bondage of sin and the chains of sin are broken and there's freedom in life and because we've received so graciously from you we in turn do that for others and help us Lord to not only love you with all of our heart mind soul and strength but you told us to love our neighbors ourselves. and right now in the world in which we live in we need to be about Jesus and we need about be about serving others just loving other people just loving other people. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have commentary. We, we, we just need to speak love, show love. Just let your love come through us. Because in the natural, it's not enough. But you know that the dynamic is supernatural. Ephesians 6, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood and principalities and rulers of darkness and everything that exalts itself before your name. We wrestle against all those supernatural realities. It's not brother to brother. It's not sister to sister. It's not the economy. It's not the politicians. It's not, there is a war going on. that has been going on since the beginning of time and you're the answer. So we humble ourselves before you today and we pray, help us. Help us to reflect, help us to remember, help us to reset, learn what you want us to learn and grow and move forward in this season. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.